Hi, this is Steve Sleeper, producer of the North Omaha History Podcast. It's a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. The list of patrons and the link to Patreon is in the show notes. You can also help by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. Thanks. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. With more than 1,250 public housing units available across North Omaha in the 1980s, it was hard to imagine that just 25 years later, Almost all of these buildings would be gone, but that's exactly what happened. This is a story of the projects in North Omaha, including Hilltop and Pleasant View, Spencer Street, Logan Fontenelle, and others, including the Myot Park Apartments. Well, Adam, give us a lowdown. Steve, five fast facts to start us out. The first fast fact is that the first public housing projects in Omaha were opened in 1938. The second one is that in 1940, public housing projects in Omaha were equally occupied by white people and black people, but were strictly segregated. The third one is that for more than 50 years, public housing was intentionally used, intentionally, on purpose, used to keep Omaha segregated racially. The fourth fact is that more than 100 professional athletes, successful business owners, influential community leaders, and other notable people came from the public housing projects in North Omaha. And the fifth fact is that all of the oldest housing public housing projects in North Omaha have been demolished as of this year. But let's tell the story. Let's really paint this out, Steve. Let's get an image for what we're talking about. Public housing is this radical idea that started in Europe, all based on the notion that, you know, people should be able to have houses. It didn't make a lot of sense in the States in the roaring 20s when everybody lived under the myth that everybody was succeeding. Now, we know that in Omaha that was never the case. There were homeless people in Omaha in the 1900s, in the 1870s, in squatting in the 1850s. To get them off the streets and to get them into places to live, the Omaha Housing Authority was created in 1934. There was a National Housing Act that passed that year as part of the Great Depression New Deal. As part of the efforts by the federal government and the president of the United States to really provide some real relief for the United States' cities. Omaha jumped on the bandwagon. They wanted to do it, and they raised the flag, and they worked really hard, but they had a poor process, and they didn't get a lot of community buy-in with no support from the Nebraska State Legislature. So in 1934, public housing did not happen in Omaha. However, the Omaha Housing Authority, or its predecessor, was created. And within a few years, by 1937, the second plan worked. The Logan Fontenelle projects were the first housing projects created in Omaha. They were planned as a super block, meaning that they would be laid out in one gigantic area, uh, 100 acres. And within that area, there would be all the services that the residents would need. There would be the housing, there would be laundry, there would be 
playgrounds for the children. There would be community spaces to share. And with that super block design, uh, the federal government was really imposing the idea that, hey, we need to group together poor people to allow them to get out quick. They were trying to make it uncomfortable. They were trying to make it not like typical homes, but more like a uh, short-lived stuff along the route to economic success. A man named Everett Dodds designed the Logan Fontenelle Public Housing Projects in Omaha. Everett Dodds is already famous in Omaha at that point, though, and the dirty 30s, the Great Depression, had wiped out his architecture practice. You see, in the 1910s and 20s, Everett Dodds was the main designer of the Minnelusa Historic District. That's right, one of the largest historic districts in the United States with the most craftsman homes designed by Everett Dodds himself. So by the late 30s, Everett Dodds wasn't doing so good in his work, and he picked up this uh, project, and he designed this super block, Logan Fontenelle Public Housing Projects. Uh, well, the city needed land, and so what they did was identify the area just north of 24th and Paul Street. Paul Street, just a couple blocks north of Cumming. Paul Street was a center of the historic black population in North Omaha. They had lived there for more than 20 years at that point, 25 years, uh, and were segregated to that space. The city came and took over the blocks uh, by eminent domain, paying the owners the smallest amounts of money that they could in order to take over the land. The houses weren't all dilapidated. They weren't all falling apart. There were some large, large houses that were literally three and four hundred thousand. Sorry, I'm sorry, three thousand and four thousand square feet. They were actually old mansions that were built in the near north side back in the 1870s. But the city labeled them slums and had them bulldozed. Within a year, starting in 1937, uh, the Omaha Housing Authority had built. 250 units in what was originally called the Northside Village Public Housing Project. When it opened up in 1938, it was renamed the Logan Fontenelle Project in honor of the former Omaha chief. And in the next two years, another 250 units were opened. Ultimately, the Logan Fontenelle Projects had more than 500 units. It was a strictly segregated housing project. The first half was all white people mostly Eastern European uh, immigrants who were escaping persecution by the Nazis in Eastern Europe. These folks came in. They were Jewish. They were Catholics. They were all kinds of Christians. And they lived on one side of the Logan Fontenelle projects. On the other side were black people who lived segregated, separated, and had come up from the South to work in the Omaha manufacturing preceding the war. They'd come up to Omaha for the hope that the city offered living strictly segregated. It's not a uh, surprise that by 1965, almost all the white people have moved out entirely. Omaha housing authority picked up a scheme led by the federal government again called scattered site housing, whose purpose it was in the 1960s to get white people out of the public housing projects and keep black people segregated in them. 
that worked in Omaha. And by 1965, the Logan Fontenot projects were almost wholly and entirely singularly occupied by black people. Soon after that, because of the war in Vietnam, Africans were experiencing the war in disproportionate numbers to anybody else in Omaha. And when they came back, they called Logan Fontenelle Little Vietnam because of the amount of violence they had seen in the war and how much it seemed copied within the projects. Now, that didn't stop famous people from growing up in Logan Fontenelle specifically. No, 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 no. All of North Omaha's great sports stars, well, anyway, most of them, uh, from back in the 1950s, 1940s, 1960s, all came from, all grew up in the Logan Fontenot projects. They played up at Kuntz Place uh, at the park there. They played at the North Side YMCA that was located right next to the projects. But basketball stars, baseball stars, football stars, Bob Boozer, Bob Gibson, Josh Gibson. Heck, well, even Preston Love Jr., who was a sports star at Tech, who was a sports star at Northeastern, who ended up being a red-letter player at UNL, who joined the Detroit, or was drafted by the Detroit Lions before pursuing a career instead. He grew up at the projects, right there at Logan Fontenelle. 1947, after the war, there were four public housing projects in North Omaha. Logan Fontenelle was that first one, but within several years... Pleasant View at 30th and Lake Street, Hilltop at 30th and Lake Street, and Spencer Street Homes at 30th and Spencer were all built up. By 1947, there were six housing projects with 1,300 rental units citywide. Within 30 years, by 1974, 10,000 people lived in 3,700 housing units owned or leased by the Omaha Housing Authority. The agency owned 1,300 units at 11 buildings and 1,700 units at five projects. Basically, Steve, these housing projects had become gigantic neighborhoods self-confined for low-income African-American people in North Omaha. Again, each one was built in the superblock style, although housing towers were introduced with the construction of Pleasant View and Hilltop. One on one side of 30th Street, the other on the other side. These two different units, uh, again, self-contained. They had grocery stores surrounding them, gas stations. Within them, there were playgrounds. There were public housing services. The attempt was to keep poor people separated from the rest of North Omaha. Well, when that scattered site housing that I'd mentioned was introduced in the 1960s, Omaha Housing Authority picked up on it really quick. By 1974, there were over 1,200 units of scattered site housing around North Omaha because what they had begun to recognize was that when you concentrated low-income people into one neighborhood, they lost hope. They lost their sense of identity and belonging, and frankly, they didn't care about where they lived. So showed the surveys, so showed the Rumors so showed the conjecture, and few people today will romanticize the effects of that concentrated public housing project, of that segregation, of that ghettoization. In the 1990s, the Omaha Housing Authority 
pursued a radical tactic of eliminating the public housing projects in Omaha. They immediately tore down Logan Fontenelle and then Pleasant View and then Hilltop. After sitting empty for about 20 years, in the 2010s, an organization, a company called 75 North, picked up the sites of the former Hilltop and Pleasant View projects at 30th and Lake, and they've been redeveloping them ever since. Salem Baptist Church built a brand new edifice on the southwest corner of 30th and Lake. And this organization, 75 North, built and is still building a new development that's called the Highlander. The Highlander includes variable price housing, mixed income housing, commercial spaces, residential spaces, community spaces. It's not a public housing project. And it's being done with the intention of give, getting new homes into the hands of homeowners. Homes that are built at quality for longevity and not for segregation, but for community building. They've adopted the nearby school, the Howard Kennedy School, and spectacular things are happening because of it. But the public, project, the public housing projects never did that. But they haven't gone away. Public housing in, in Omaha is still a large entity. Omaha Housing Authority today, in 2020, or last year in 2022, administered 2,760 public housing units, homes. They had 28 different public housing properties across the whole city. In North Omaha, today's public housing includes Ernie Chambers Court, the 1905, used to be the 1905 Stralo Court apartments on North 16th. Beautiful buildings that were the top notch when they were built and stayed that way for more than 50 years. Today, Omaha Housing Authority offers those as public housing units. The Florence Tower in the Saratoga neighborhood right on the Stores Expressway stands today. Alamo Apartments just off of Dodge, north of Dodge, the Benson Tower and scattered site housing across North Omaha provides decent and safe rental housing for eligible low-income families. Their properties in today, the Omaha Housing Authority properties are in all sizes and types. They have scattered, scattered site housing. They have high-rise apartments for elderly families. And, uh, yeah, residents have a lot of different options today. They, they pay a flat rate rent or income-based rent, and there's all kinds of great things that happen because of that public housing project. The three things that I want people to know at the end of this episode, Steve, I want them to know that public housing has a long legacy in Omaha, almost 90 years of public housing in our city. There's nothing shameful about public housing, and its history in Omaha should be lifted up. We should celebrate the things that we're doing with public housing. The potential future of public housing in Omaha, well, it's still being written. You know, recently the Spencer Street project started to come down, located at 30th and Spencer Streets. They started to bring them down, and they're rebuilding new facilities there with federal money and local investment in order to revitalize that neighborhood. And that's the power of public housing when it's done most effectively to revitalize neighborhoods, transform lives, and really make a difference in the community. And that's something that Omaha history should hold up, celebrate, and share for every generation from here on.
And that's a little bit of the history of public housing in North Omaha. For more information, if people are really interested, check out NorthOmahaHistory.com. I've got an article there on public housing in North Omaha, as well as articles on each individual site, including Logan Fontenelle, Pleasant View, Spencer Street, Hilltop, and I even put up one on the Myatt Park Apartments. So check those out if you want more details, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.